ओन्नो मित्रुण शोत्र बृहस्पति शो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायमेव प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मेव प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्यामि सत्यम वदिष्यामि ओहनाभुन सह वीकवाहै तेजस्वीतमस्तु मेंदसमृषभ विश्व छंदोभ्योध्यमृताभूव समेन्द्र मेधयाणारण भूयासम शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा भूरी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधया पीद श्रुत मे गोपाय ओ अहम वृक्षरिवा कीर्ति पृष्ठंगिरेव ऊर्धपवित्रोवाजिनी वस्वृतमस्मे द्रविणगुंसवर्चस सुमेधाअमृत क्षिदेत्रिशंखोर्वेदाचनम शाति 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 ओ पूर्णमद पूर्णमद पूर्णमुद्यद पूर्ण से पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्यदे ओ शाति 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 श्रुतिस्मृतिपुराण आलय करुणाल नमा भगवत्दोकशंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यत वंदे पुनः पुनः गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमद्याप्तहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांग मनस गोचरम अवांगमनसगोचरम आत्मखिलाधारम आत्मखिलाधारम आश्रय भीष्ट सिद्ध आश्रय भीष्ट सिद्ध अर्थतोप्यदयानंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनंदनं
गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे we are discussing the characteristics of jivan mukta meaning the one who is liberated while still being in body in this body vidyadev vedh granthi chidyante sarva samshayaha kshiyante chasya karmani tasmin drishte paravare as mundakopanishad says tasmin drishte paravare when one has known drishte when one is known this para and the avara para the superior avara the inferior the cause and the effect or ishvara and jiva one who has known both of them meaning one who knows the reality of both which is in and through both of them as well as that which transcends them both so param brahma when one has seen vidyate rudaya granthi all the knots of the heart all of them are cut asunder what is the knot of the heart which are aham and mama the aham the ego the sense of individuality mama the mindness the sense of possession these are called the granthi this is chit jarat granthi this is that which ties the conscious with the inert the self with the non self which cannot be tied just as a space cannot be tied to a wall or to a room or a pot and so also the self can never be tied to this body or to this mind but something which makes this the self tied to the body is this what we call adhyasa the superimposition this notion i am the body this what automatically seems to take place is that there is without any effort or deliberation on our part a superimposition of the body and its attributes upon the self and of the self and its attributes upon the body and thus we have an entity called ego or ahankara hai the notion i am so and so <clears throat> this is what we find to be there and it this notion of the ego is called granthi granthi means a knot where the self and the non self are as though tied together without really being tied that as though tied together meaning that granthi or the knot is purely of the nature of superimposition or the product of ignorance so in this when one realizes or sees this fact as to self for what it is and non self for what it is then recognize the fact that this ahankara or the sense of individuality is false thus when it is said that the knots of the heart are cut asunder it only means that this ego the sense of individuality is falsified when one knows that it is a false sense it is a notion and not a reality chidyante sarva samshaya and whatever samshaya the doubts that it brought about how can i be limitless how can i be brahma how can everything be brahma these doubts always remain unless you see that fact and so this granthi all this time or the knot of the self in the non self brought about all these doubts is the self one or many is the self limitless am i free is this creation brahman why the creation is there and all these various questions and doubts which are there all of them get answered in this manner that no self is not bound it is unbound the creation is there but not really there it is mithya so when the realities are understood then the doubts are resolved chidyante sarva samshaya all the doubts are resolved kshiyante chasya karmani and this bondage of karma or the bondage of action also is completely neutralized or eliminated so karma or action is creates as though a bondage as we said actions performed in the past create what we call the results karma phala and these results create reactions in the form of happiness and unhappiness which create what we call raga dvesha likes and dislikes and this is chain of action and reaction goes on and i am tied to that i don't seem to have freedom not to do what is the bondage of action is i don't seem to have the freedom not to act 
when one has a freedom to do or not to do, understand that one is free from action. So freedom from action is not not doing given thing. Or not doing something is not the freedom from action. The freedom not to do is called the freedom from action. Freedom to do everyone has. But freedom not to do. So it is not not doing. Vedanta doesn't say eh, not doing is freedom. Which is how renunciation of action is generally understood. We think that renouncing actions meaning not doing actions. No, renouncing actions really is growing out of the need for action. So there seems to be a need to do something. This is what we call bondage. That need is bondage. And it is expressed in the form of karma or actions. That I have to do a given thing. I cannot remain without doing something because there is a need to achieve, need to accomplish, need to become. Without doing, I find myself incomplete. Or, as I said, there is a need to distract my mind because I am not at home with myself. That's another thing. Since I am not at home with myself, there is a need to distract the mind, engage the mind into something, entertain the mind, keep it free from boredom, whatever it is. And there's that self-non-acceptance also brings about a need to do something. <clears throat> that the mind is doing something is not a problem, but as we said, that you want the mind to do something other than what it is doing. Mind is thinking of one thing, you want the mind to think of something else. Mind doesn't want to think of a given thing, you want it to think of something. Mind is wandering, you want it to be concentrated on something. Mind wants to concentrate on a given thing, you want it to go elsewhere. Whatever it is. All of these are expressions of bondage. When there is a need to change the situation. Change anything. Change even my own mind, change anything. Change myself. This need to change, need to be different, is what brings about action. Wise man is free from all these needs because he's at home with himself and home is at, with everything. He's at home with himself, he's at home with everything. <coughs> Why is it so? Because everything is a self. Everything is perfect, everything is complete. Everything according to him, everything for him is a source of joy. He enjoys everything. There's nothing that he cannot enjoy, whether it is success or failure. Outwardly, whatever is known as success or failure, everything he enjoys. Imagine, then who can, uh, you know, where is the bondage? So, freedom also means freedom from sadness or freedom from bondage, freedom from dependence, freedom from helplessness, whatever you call it. All of these can be tied to actions one way or the other. And so in this technical manner, this freedom is expressed, shiyandeja, sekarmani, only actions get exhausted, meaning is no more under the bondage of action, Meaning he is under no more compulsion to act. As Lord Krishna says, Nahi api karma That no one can remain without action even for a moment. There is something within that compels one to do something. And this kind of a compulsion is no more there for a wise man. If he does something, does something out of his sweet will but not that he's compelled to do something. That's the only difference. Tasmin drushte paravare. And of course, important thing as far as the Indian philosophy is concerned is the business of next birth. What everybody is worried about is this whole cycle of birth and death. This problem is not there in the West, but in the East this problem is there. That I don't want to be born again. Everybody says, Swami, I, this is my last birth. I don't want to be born again. A Western person doesn't give me much concern about this birth and death, and that's good also. Many people in India are concerned about what will happen after death, and things like that, you know. Well, people will be concerned here also, maybe, but they're not as much as they are concerned there. And therefore, the bondage of action also means the compulsion to be born again and again go through this life cycle of pain and whatever, and freedom from that. <coughs> Tasmin drushte paravare. Just drushti. Drushti means knowledge, seeing. There is seeing or the knowledge does this. Nothing has happened. Tasmin drushte. When that is seen. When that Brahman is seen, which is param and avaram. That Brahman, the truth is seen, which is the cause and effect. Which is Ishwara and Jiva. Which is creator and the created. When that is seen, then by that very seeing of the knowledge, one becomes free. <coughs> 
This is how the freedom is described in the Upanishads. And now, next remaining passages answer a few questions about this wise man. Nano jivan mukto vehendriyadabhi vyavaharati nava. Question is, this jivan muktaha, this wise man who is free, in vehendriyadabhi vyavaharati nava, does he act at the level of body and sense organs or not? Does he do vyavahara? Does he transact? Does he deal with the world? Does he function in the world through his body and sense organs or not? Adye tasyabhadhatma vilakshanada. If you say that wise man also acts like everybody else, then what's the difference between him and the other wise person? Because who is an ignorant person constantly performing actions with the level of body, sense organs and whatever? And the wise man also performs actions in the same manner, and what's the distinction between a wise man and an ignorant person? Dvitiye dehasya anupayogat sadhyaf pata prasanga hai. Any wise man does not do yavahara, meaning doesn't act at the level of sense organs in the body. That means there is no need for the body and sense organs, in which case it should not continue to live. The rule is that a thing will be there as long as it is needed. What, what becomes redundant will not survive. So this body also, once it has become redundant, then it will not survive. If wise man has no need for the body or the sense organs, in that case there is no reason why this body complex should survive. And therefore, if he continues to live, that means that there is some need for the body. That's why the body is there. That means that he acts like a, a, an ignorant person because he also seems to perform actions the level of body and the sense organs, and so does an ignorant person. Then what is the difference between the two? So understand the question. The question is, does a wise man act at the level of body and sense organs? If he does, then what's the difference between him and the ignorant person? And if we say that he does not act, that means that there is no need for the body because he doesn't perform action. Therefore, the body and sense organs are not needed. And if they are not needed, then they, should, they need not continue to be there. So either there would be a question of this body dropping off as soon as the knowledge takes place, or if we find that the wise man also continues to perform actions like everybody else, then we would say that He's no way, he's in no way different from the other people. That's one way of asking questions. Another set of questions are, Nanu etadrasasya jiva muktasya dehindya vihanam astinava. Another one asks this question. That the wise man who is such as this, as he just described, is he aware of his body or not? Is he aware of the sense organs or not? Is he aware of the world or not? Is he aware or not? The answer of the Vedantan is Dagdhapata Nyayana. Dagdhapata. Like a cloth which is burnt, you know. It appears like a cloth, but it's no more of the cloth. Or like a burnt newspaper, as you said earlier, that a newspaper is lying on the floor, and you set it to, you strike a match and set it to fire, the whole newspaper will be burnt. And you can still read that newspaper, interesting. And so, it is newspaper, but it is not really newspaper. Because, if you try to pick it up, then it just gets, you know, it, it, is, uh, it, it is nothing but ash. So, this is called mithya. That which appears to be there, but not really there. Or, Indrajala Nirmada, Saudha Samudra, that's very old-fashioned examples. Very often, the example given in Vedanta is one of a magician. How a magician creates something by his net of magic and people believe that this is real because they are under the spell of magic. Saudhu Samudra. Suppose someone creates a, an ocean of nectar. I think people imagine this kind of thing. You know, how wonderful it would be if I can drink nectar and if I, if I uh, get a dip in the ocean of nectar, there will be just happiness and nothing else. So suppose there is a magician who creates for the viewer in ocean of nectar, then, of course, the one who does not know that it is magic thinks that it is real. But the magician knows, or the one who knows the secret of magic knows that it is not real. In short, the, is he aware of the world or not? Yes, he is aware of the world. But in what manner is he aware? 
like a magician is aware of his magic creation. Or imagine a man who has woken up in the dream, and therefore one who is awake in the dream and knows that this is a dream. So this kind of an awareness a wise man has of the world as well as of his body-mind complex. And so, for performance of action, it is not necessary that you have to be identified with the body. For, you know, dealing with the world or transacting with the world, it is not necessary that you, the world has to be real and then alone you can transact. So we think. We think that one is performing actions, mean, meaning that he is really performing actions. Or he is dealing with the world, which means that he is really dealing with it. The answer is no. Even though he is performing actions, he is not really performing actions. Even though he appears to be dealing with the world or transacting with the world, he is not really transacting. Inasmuch as, even though he perceives the world, he does not really perceive. This is the answer. Kurvannapi nakaroti. He does it and still doesn't do anything. And this is what is being said now in the next passages. On the page 118, the passage 219, Ayantu Vyutthana Samaye Vyutthana Samaye Mamsa Shonita Mamsa Shonita Mutra Purishadi Bhajanena Mutra Purishadi Bhajanena Sharirena Sharirena Andhyamandya, Andhyamandya, Apatuttvadi Bhajanena, Apatuttvadi Bhajanena, Indriyagramena, Indriyagramena, <coughs> Asana, Vipasa, Sokamohadi, Bhajanena, Antakkaranena cha, Purva Purva Vasanaya, Purva Purva Vasanaya, Kriyamanani Karamani, Kriyamanani Karamani, Bhujjamanani, Jnana Avruddha, Arabdha Phalanicha, Pasyannapi, Bhajitattvad, Paramārtataha napasyade yatha indrajālamiti jñānavān indrajālam pasyannapi paramārtamidam idyanapasyade Ayantu Yuttana Samaye. Remember that in earlier section was described as so-called Samadhi. So, the Nirvikalpa Samadhi that was described, well, there is no Vyavahara taking place at that time. When there is a Samadhi or absorption, where there is even the distinction of the known and the known is not there, in that state no action takes place. It is said that even the, the functions of the body also completely stop. So no action is taking place at that time of Vyutthana Samaye. When he is not in Samadhi meaning, when he is woken up from Samadhi or when he is, he is dealing with the world. <coughs> but what does he do? He says, Pura Pura Vasanaya Kriyamanani Karmani Bhujyamanani Jnana Vruddharabdha Phalani Pashyannavi Na Pashyadi Pashyannavi Na Pashyadi Pashyannavi, even though seeing, na pashyadi does not say. Even though seeing, does not say. So even though seeing, from the standpoint of other people, na pashyadi does not say from his own standpoint. Like an actor acting as a beggar from the standpoint of other people, still is not a beggar, even though, uh, no, not acting as a beggar. This, this actor, even though appearing to be a beggar from the standpoint of other people, he is not a beggar from his own standpoint. <coughs> because he knows the mithyatvam of the beggar. So even though he appears as a beggar to others, 
he is not a beggar from his own standpoint. Or even though he acts like a beggar, he is not really acting in as much as he doesn't have this ahankara, he doesn't have abhimanam, or he doesn't have this notion of being a beggar. So something like this is this vyavahara or the dealing of the wise man. Puro puro vasanaya. How come the body continues? Puro puro vasanaya. And that subject will come a little later also. That what is the nature of actions performed by a wise man? Puro puro vasanaya. Vasana means the past impressions. Puro vasana, past impressions. Puro puro vasanaya. On account of the past impressions, kriyamani, karmani, he is performing the actions in the present. So kriyamana karma, karma means action, kriyamana, that which is being performed. So the actions are being performed by the wise man as uh, in accordance with the past impressions or the past tendencies, you know, that have been formed. So here is a person who has been brought up in a certain way, you know, in a certain manner. So he is accustomed to waking up at four o'clock in the morning or accustomed to doing his prayers in the morning and accustomed to take a walk every day and things of that, suppose. So there is a certain routine that he has been following for many years. Then he continues to follow that routine even after the wisdom takes place. Meaning that there is no drastic change as far as the kind of actions are performed. And there were those Movements of the body. Suppose he has been speaking English language or whatever language, he continues to speak that. He is walking in a certain style, that continues. So whatever those things were there that are happening in the past, the same trend of action also continues. The idea is, there is no drastic change. Suppose he is a social worker, then he continues to remain so. Suppose he is a teacher, he continues to remain that. Or whatever it is, suppose the king or householder, well, he continues to remain that. It is not that just because the knowledge has taken place that he renounces things or what it is. I mean, you know, renunciation is already there. But as far as his, the, his various actions are concerned, there is no drastic or fundamental change. It doesn't have to be. There can be. But that change takes place even earlier. As a person recognizes the futility of one, one, what one is doing, then when that, that vairagya or dispassion arises, then the renunciation takes place. So drastic change really comes in the life of a seeker. That I have been leading a life in a certain manner and then I realize all of a sudden this is the futility of that mode of life, then there is a drastic change. That, that is what we call renunciation. He gives up that and takes away given another mode of life which is dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge. But whatever samskaras are formed in that mode of life, they continue even after the, the wise man abides in the knowledge. So puro puro vasanaya kriyamani karmani paschandavi na paschadi. He sees himself performing his actions in accordance with the past habits or impressions. So he sees himself performing his actions na paschadi and still he does not say. Meaning to the onlookers it appears that he has been performing his actions but from his own standpoint, he's not performing them in reality. So as much as, in as much as there is an action at the level of body, so what do we call action? Chalanatmakam karma. Action is that which involves movement. So there are movements of the limbs, there is movement of the body, there is movement of the sense organs, movement of the mind, and from that standpoint, there is an action or activity going on. But still there is no action, as it is in case of an ordinary person, where the movement of the body is taken to be movement of the self. When it is the mind that performs the action, an ignorant person says, I perform the action. Prakritehe kriyamanani gunaihi karmani sarvasah ahankara mudhatma kartahamiti manyate. It is the gunas or modification of the prakriti, modifications of matter by which all the actions are performed. And what are these modifications? The body, the sense organs, the mind, which are the modifications of prakriti or the matter, by them all the actions are performed because it is the nature of the matter to be always active, to, be, to always change. So all the actions are performed by them. Ahankara vimudhatma 
However, one whose mood completely variously deluded on account of identification with this matter, meaning identification of the body and the mind, karta hamitamanyate, he thinks that I perform actions. So ignorant person has a notion that I perform the actions. And the wise man is free from this notion. That's the only difference. As Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, karmanya karmaya pashyad, akarmani cha karmaya hai, sabuddhivan manushyesu, sayuktah krishna karmakrad. One who sees inaction in action, he is a wise man. And one who sees action in inaction, meaning, the action means in the notion that I am doing something, one realizes that. All notion that I am not doing anything. To say that I do not do anything, that also shows an action. Even that shows an ignorance. To say that I am doing something, of course is ignorant. Inasmuch as the actions performed at the level of the body-mind are imposed upon the self. But even to say that I do not do anything, even that also is an action. That also reflects ignorance. Because the lack of movement at the level of body, so it is the body that doesn't do anything, or the mind that may not do anything, and then this person says, I do not do anything, that shows again an identification with the body or the mind. So it's interesting. To say that I am doing this also is ignorance, and when you are quiet and not doing anything, then to say that I do not do anything, that also is ignorance. So one who understands that doing and non-doing, both of them are at the level of body or the mind, and the self is ever unconnected to that. Sabuddhiman manushyeshu. So he is a very witness, observing the movements of the body, observing the movements of the mind, illumining them. Sakshata karkrutu bhavkrutu abhimanahinah anya drushtya pasyanniva bhasamanobhi paramasatah so drushtya na pasyadi jnanena kartrutvar abhimana mool agnana sabadhi ratvat as we said on account of the fact that this kartrutvam or the sense of doership has been falsified he no more takes himself as a doer as an agent of action actions are being performed but he is because there is no kartrutva there is no sense of doership which is what we call granthi you know this notion I am the doer is a granthi is a not. How? I which is non-doer and the mind that is doer and both of them are joined together then arises the notion I am doing something. Similarly enjoyment or experiencing bhujyamanani gnana avruddha arabdha phalanicha and the wise man also seems to be experiencing the various things that the life presents before him bhujyamanani phalani Follow means the result of the past actions, bhujyamanani, which are being experienced. And what's the nature of these past, the, the experiences that he goes through? Arabdha phalani. Arabdha means prarabdha. Prarabdha, the destiny, brings before him various situations which he seems to experience. Kinyana avirudha arabdha phalani. But this, the results are, which are not opposed to the knowledge, meaning that the destiny brings to the wise man also a variety of experiences, some pleasant and some unpleasant also. Yes, sarvatra anavishneha tattat prapta shuvasubam nabhinandadi nadveshti tasya prajna pratishthira. Describing the wise man in the second chapter, Lord Krishna says, tattat prapta shuvasubam, whatever destiny brings to him, shubham or ashubham, whether it is desirable or undesirable, whatever destiny brings to him, na abhinandati, na dveshti, he doesn't get stuck to that. If there is something pleasant or enjoyable, doesn't get stuck to it by way of holding on to it. Or there is something unpleasant or, or painful, doesn't get stuck to it by way of rejecting it or resisting it. One is totally free from the reactions, so tasya prajna pratishthira, he is the one who abides in wisdom. So, kartrutva and bhaktrutva, the doership and the enjoyership, both appear to be there in the wise man from the standpoint of the onlookers, but he himself is free from the notion of kartrutva and bhaktrutva, because they are the granthis. <coughs> 
Kartrutva, the sense of doership, arises on account of identification of the mind. Hoktrutva, the enjoyership, also arises on account of identification. on account of, I mean, you know, in, in keeping with the past habits and Arabda Falani and the destiny brings before him the various situations which also he seems to be going through and experiencing them and enjoying them. But Bhadi Tattvat, see the reality has been negated. No more the Kartrutva and the Bhaktrutva or the doership and enjoyership are no more real. And therefore, he no more considers the self as doer or enjoyer. Bhadi Tattvat Paramahasatah Napashari. In reality, he does not see meaning. In, he, in reality, he does not perform any action. In reality, he does not experience any result. Whereas, actions are being performed in his presence. That's what he says. Again, Bhagavad Gita. Naiva kenchit karomedi yukto manyeta tattvavit. Pashyan, Shranvan, Sprasan, Jighran, Ashnan, Gachan, Swapan, Shwasan, Pralapan. So various actions are being performed at the level of senses. Seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, walking, talking, sleeping, breathing, winking. All these actions are being performed. And what does a wise man say? Say means what is his knowledge? Naivakin chit karomiti. I do not do anything. Then what's happening? All the actions are happening at the level of your body and sense organs. He says, Indriyani, Indriya, Seshu, Vartante, it is Haryan. That is actually nothing but the interaction between the sense organs and the sense object. That is what we call the action. Naivakinchit Karomiti. In and through these activities, I don't do anything. In the midst of the activities, I do not do anything. So responses to the world, which is what we call actions, and the experiences of the uh, situation that occur seems to take place and still does not take place from his standpoint. So, kartratva and bhoktratva, doership and enjoyership, both are bhadita. Bhadita means negated or falsified. Like a burnt newspaper or like a person awake in the dream or like the one knowing that this is all magic when one watches the show, magician's show, knowing the secret of that magic, how one sees and still does not see. The magician presents before you an apple in his hand, you see that and still do not see. Meaning, you see at the level of the perception, but do not see in your mind, knowing that it is false. So when a pasyanna pasyadi, while seeing it does not see, what it means is that at the level of senses, the perception does take place. So wise men also perceive the world as you and I do. And therefore, no, nothing happens to his sense organs, that he sees something else. But in spite of seeing, he does not see. In spite of seeing the world, he does not see in, any, in as much as he does not give reality to that. Or he knows the reality of what he sees, and he knows that this is mitya. So, this seeing is very important. Yaf pashyade, sapashyade. He sees something that other people do not see. And he does not see something that other people see. This is an interesting thing. He sees something that others do not see. What does he see? As Lord Krishna says, Samam sarveshu bhuteshu tishthandam parameshwaram vinashyatsu avinashyantam yaf pashyade, sapashyade. So one who sees one among many, the same among the diverse, the imperishable in and through the perishable, the, that, that's the one who sees and others do not see. So ignorant people also see, but their vision, vision only penetrates, they remains only at the superficial level, while the wise man sees in, in and through the duality, he sees that which is non-dual. In and through the perishable, he sees the imperishable. In and through the many, he sees one. In and through the diversity and disparity, he sees that which is the same. So he sees something that others do not see. 
and it does not see something that others see. What do others see? Others see a real world, meaning they give reality to the world, which reality he does not give. This kartrutva, bhoktrutva, the doership, enjoyership, all of which are taken to be real by an ignorant person, they are seen to be unreal by the wise man. Therefore, Lord Krishna again says, Yanisha sarabhutanam tasyam jagrat sayami yasyam jagrati bhutani sanisha pasyato munehe. That which is a night for the ignorant people, that the wise man is awake. And where the wise man is awake, there the ignorant are sleeping. <coughs> that which is a night for the ignorant people, there the wise man is awake. As far as the reality is concerned, ignorant people are asleep to the reality. There the wise man is awake. And the ignorant people are awake to the unreality. And to that the wise man is asleep. And this idea is being expressed in different ways. Here it is said, Pashyannapi Parmasadha Bhaditattvat Parmasadha Na Pashyadi Even though seeing, even though acting, even though enjoying. Since the sense of agency or the sense of enjoyership has been really negated or you understand that this is a false notion, so the, the doership and enjoyership being falsified like an actor. He acts and still he is a beggar and is still not the beggar. From the onlooker stand, the standpoint of the onlookers, he is a beggar. From his own standpoint, he is not the beggar because this beggar is bhajita or falsified. In this manner, the wise man acts. The example was given. Yatha indrajalamiti jnanavan tad indrajalam pasyanami paramarsaminamiti na pasyadi. Yatha indrajalamiti jnanavan. Indrajalam means net of magic. magic. So when someone is watching a magic show, indrajalam, this is magic. Knowing that, when one knows that this is magic, Indrajalam Pashyanabe. Even though he is watching the magic, Paramasamidam in quotes, na pashyadi. That this is real, in this manner it is not say. So when we go to watch a magic show, we know that this is all wrong, false. All false. Where a, where a person is created and cut into pieces and stuff like that, all of this, we don't scream. Because we know that this is all wrong. All, all appearance. The the water of Ganges, you know. There is a magician in India. He says, water of Ganges. He has a water container where he has filled the water of Ganges, he says. And every five minutes he keeps on pouring, you know. Un, you know, so he keeps on pouring from that container into another container. And there's your drums and drums of water, you know, being filled here from one small container. You know that this is all some kind of hypnotism or whatever that magic is. And so, therefore... In spite of seeing, we do not see. And better than this, one who knows the secret of that magic, and then he knows that this is magic, and therefore, even though seeing, he does not see. In short, this maya, or what we call this cosmic ignorance, it creates a magical spell on all ignorant people who take it to be real. But the wise man is free from that spell, and therefore, Maya does not cast any spell on him anymore. That's the idea. <coughs> In support of this, uh, author here quotes a Shruti statement from some place, says in passage 220. <coughs> Sakaranaha Akarana Iva Ityadishrutehe Sachakshuhu Achakshuhu Iva Sachakshuhu Chakshu means the eyes Sachakshuhu One who is possessed of the eyes Achakshuhu Iva He acts as though he is like not possessed of the eyes Sakaranaha, karana means ear. Sakaranaha, one, in spite of being possessed of the ears, akaranahaiva, as though he does not have ears. Ityadi shrutehe, this is what the shruti says. So he has eyes, 
and still he does not see. Or he has eyes and still he appears to be without eyes. Either way you can say. So chakshuhu achakshuhu even though possessed of the eyes, he is without the eyes. Even though possessed of the ears, he is without the ears. Even though seeing, he does not see. Even though hearing, he does not hear. That's the idea. Meaning he sees and hears because the perceptions have to take place, but then still he doesn't take them to be real. Meaning what he sees and what he hears, he doesn't take them to be real. He knows them to be Brahma. Idea is, he knows everything is Brahman. Sarvam khaluidam Brahma. In his vision, everything being Brahman. Nothing is apart from Brahman or the self. And therefore, even though appearing to see something else, there is no elseness there. He appears to hear something else, there is no otherness in there. That otherness has gone away. <coughs> and in the next passage, the author quotes a verse from Upadesha Sahasri, says here, Uktancha Sushupta Vajjagratiyona Pashyadi Sushupta Vajjagratiyona Pashyadi Dvayam cha pasyanna vichad dvayatvataha Dvayam cha pasyanna vichad dvayatvataha Tathacha kurvanna pinishkriyascha Tathacha kurvanna pinishkriyascha Saatma vinnanya itiha nischayaha Saatma vinnanya itiha nischayaha Uktancha, and so it has been said, Sushuptava jagrati yona pasyadi. This is a very, you know, quite a drastic statement describing a wise man. Sushuptavad, and this is what you find again and again in many texts. Sushuptavad jagrati yona pasyadi. Yeha kopi mahapurushaha brahmatmaikatva sakshat karena nirasta samasta bheda buddhi sushupto avasthaya mithadvaitam na pasyadi tasa brahma drishidara dhena jagrata avasthayam api dvaitam na pasyadi. Says here. Yaha, yaha means whoever he is. Yaha, Kopi Mahapurushaha, this great person, this wise man, Brahmatmaikatva Sakshatkarana, on account of Sakshatkara or on account of the immediate knowledge of Brahmatmaikatva, of knowing the oneness of Brahmanatma, meaning knowing oneness of Brahman, knowing Brahman to be everything. Nirasta Samastha Bheda Buddhi. And therefore, from whose mind's eye, the bheda buddhi or the sense of division or duality has completely gone away. So we must know here the difference between pratidhi and drashti. Pratidhi means perception taking place at the level of senses. And drashti is the understanding taking place at the level of the mind or the intellect. So even though he perceives a duality, in the mind's eye he does not perceive the duality. Just as when we see an actor acting as a beggar, even though we perceive the beggar, in our mind's eye we do not perceive the beggar because we recognize that person as an actor. So, pratiti and drashti. Pratiti, perception, is one of beggar. Drashti, the understanding of knowledge, is one of actor. And so also, for the wise man, the pratiti, the perception, is similar to everybody else. Nirasta samastha bheda buddhi. One whose mind now, one in whose mind there is no bheda buddhi or there is no division whatever. Yasmin sarvani bhutani atmaiva bhut vijanataha. When for one the knower, all, all the beings and everything has become atma. Meaning he realizes that everything is nothing but the manifestation or appearance of oneself. Nirasta samastha bheda buddhi. And therefore, he does not see anyone or anything as other than himself. Just as I don't see my hand as different from me, or different fingers as different from me, even though they appear to be, you know, I, I perceive them, and that is an object of perception, still I don't see them as different from me. 
he does not see anything as different from himself. Sushupto avasthaya yathad dvaitam napashyadi Sushuptavat just as in deep sleep one does not see any duality at all. Of course in deep sleep an ignorant person does not see the duality because the duality is veiled by the blanket of ignorance. So duality is there but he does not see because he doesn't have means to see the duality. In the deep sleep. Just as here in this hall also the people are there, various objects are there. But if there was pitch darkness here, then I do not see the duality in spite of being there because I don't have means to see that. So deep sleep, one is deprived or one is prevented from seeing the duality because there is a blanket of ignorance. Anyway, the deep sleep serves as an example to describe the state of the wise man. That in ignorant, as an ignorant person in a deep sleep does not see any duality, he does not see because he cannot see. So, Sushuptavad Jagrapiyona Pashyadi. But then, this wise man here, Tatha Brahma Drishtidar Dhyena Jagradavasthayamapi Dvaitam Napashyadi. But similarly, this wise man does not see the duality even in the waking state. Why is it so? Brahma Drishtidar Dhyena. Because there is Dardhyam, meaning there is a total, the total uh, abidance in Brahma Drishti, in the knowledge that everything is Brahma. Since he firmly abides in this knowledge, everything is Brahman, and therefore, in the waking state also, he does not see other, other, any, anything other than himself. So he doesn't see any duality at all. Now understand, in the waking state, he does act as a waker, meaning he does see the duality, perceives the duality. Many people have this problem, that wise man does not see duality, does it mean that he will walk through this wall? You know? So when you say, for wise man there is no duality, does it mean that now the table and the chair and the blackboard and everything is one for him? No. That is the perception. Because eyes function upon the principle of light, and every object reflects light in a different way. Every object emits light in a different way wavelength and whatever it is, and therefore the eyes will perceive them as they are, as they appear to be. But in spite of perceiving the duality, he does not perceive the duality, meaning he does not give reality to this apparent division obtaining at the sense level. There is an apparent division of the subject and the object when it comes to the transaction in the world, but that division is not real for him and therefore he does not really see so just as in deep sleep one does not see any duality whatever, so also in the waking state the wise man does not see any duality because of a firm conviction or the firm abidance in the knowledge that everything is Brahman. So Shuktavat Jagrati Yona Pashyadi Dvayam Chapasyan Napicha Advayataha Advayatvataha And also Dvayam chapashyannapi, in spite of seeing dvayam or duality, advayatvataha, on account of the knowledge of non-duality, napasyadi, he does not see the duality. Taddrushtya brahma vidrikta jadapalartha avabhasat satathoktaha, kincha kadati dvithana dashayam, avidyaka samskara leshavasat, bhikshatanadi vivaharana, it's all right. This wise person also does the bhikshatanam, meaning he also goes out for begging food and whatever. That's called bhikshatanam, going out for begging food. Or he may be teaching, he may be doing a variety of things. When he's awake, then he also is an active person. And will be much more active than other people, you know, because his mind is free. In most people, the activity seems to be stifled on account of the, the different problems to the mind. That mind just does not experience freedom to do a lot of things. It's not available, it doesn't like it, there is a lot of reaction, what it is. So, in fact, the ordinary person appears to be active, but then he's not very productive. There's a lot of waste of energy, you know, for an ignorant person, because there's a lot of conflict. On the other hand, for the wise man, there is no conflict at all because he's, 
he is happier at home with whatever he is doing or not doing and therefore on account of the freedom he may be very effective and very active and in, in not getting tired or whatever it is. So Vyutthanadashayam, while awake, he does perform these actions like going for bhiksha or maybe teaching or whatever actions. Dvayam Pashyannabhi, while performing actions in the waking state, Dvayam Pashyannabhi, he does see the duality. Samadhi Abhyad Samrata Vashat, Advayatvena Pashyadi, Sachatathoktaha, Advayatvataha, but on account of his abundance and knowledge, that dvaitam is mithya, that duality is mithya. Therefore, in spite of perceiving the duality, he does not really perceive the duality. Meaning, perception of duality does not in any way contradict his knowledge of non-duality. This non-duality is in spite of duality. And therefore, the duality that is perceived at the level of senses does not in any way contradict his knowledge of the non-dual. So it is said, Dvayam cha pasyanna bicha advayatvataha On account of the knowledge of non-duality, even though seeing duality, he does not see it. Tathasa kurvanna bhi nishkriyascha yaha And tathasa similarly also kurvanna bhi, in spite of doing things, nishkriyascha yaha Who is nishkriyaha? Who does not do anything? Yascha loka sangrahartam nityade karmani Kurvannapi. Loka Sangrahartam, what for are his actions? His actions will necessarily be for the welfare of the people. Since now he has no welfare to accomplish anymore, therefore whatever actions are being performed through him are the actions necessarily performed for the welfare of other people. And thus, he may be performing actions, even to set an example. So that discussion will come a little later. But he may be performing actions, you know, of charity or public service or whatever it is. Kartutva bhavanishena nishkriyaha karmarahito bhavati. Since there is kartutva bhavanishena, since there is nishkriyaha or this firm conviction of kartutva bhava, meaning an absence of sense of, diva, uh, sense of doership, karmarahito bhavati, karmaphalena nalipyate. And therefore, in spite of performing actions, even for the world, since he is free from the notion of doership, he does not really perform the action. And therefore, karma phalena nalipyade, he does not therefore get tainted or affected by the result of the action also. So whether the action is branded as successful or a failure, success or failure, the action may be successful or it may be failure, it does not in any way affect him because he doesn't perform the action anyway and therefore he does not experience the result. Meaning, he is neither identified with the action nor is he identified with the result and therefore karma phala in He doesn't get tainted by karma phala. This is the text written by Shankaracharya. It is a text called Upadesha Sahasri. And there is no doubt about the authenticity of this text that this is written by Shankaracharya because a number of verses from the text are quoted by his direct disciple Sureshwaracharya in one of his texts called Naishkarma Siddhi. So Sureshwaracharya, one of the most eminent disciples of Shankaracharya, has written a very, a very wonderful work called Naishkarma Siddhi. Siddhi means accomplishment of Naishkarma. He proves that naishkarmya or actionlessness is the truth or the reality. In that text, he has quoted a number of verses from this text called Upadesha Sahasri. Therefore, there is all the ground to accept that this text is definitely written by Shankaracharya. And this is a verse quoted from the text. Shankaracharya says, this is my nischaya, this is my conviction. Saatmavit, he alone is the knower of the self. Nanyaha, not other one. It iha nischaya. Iha in this world, this is my firm conviction. Natra samshaya kartavya. Also, in that such a person is jivan muktaha, that he is, the, he is liberated even while living. Atra samshaya na kartavya. One should not entertain any doubt about that. 
The idea is one should not entertain the doubt that there is this entity called Jivan Mukta or liberated while living, one who is like this, and one who is like this alone is liberated and no one else. That also is an ischaya or the conviction. And this is how the, what we call the Vyavahara or the dealings or the transaction of the Jivan Mukta are explained in the Vedantic texts in, in this manner. Kurvannapi na karoti pashyannapi na pashyati. As again Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Sarva karmani manasa sanyasyaste sukham vashi navadvare puredehi neva kurvan na karayan. Sarva karmani manasa sanyasya having renounced all the actions, meaning having renounced the sense of agency. Manasa by viveka buddhi, by the knowledge of, by the discriminative knowledge. Sarva karmani manasa sanyasyaste sukham vashi. This vashi or this man of self-control, sukham aste, he dwells happily. Where? Navadvare puredehi. In this puri, in this city of nine gates, which is a body, the wise man dwells happily, having renounced by his knowledge, discriminative knowledge, all the sense of agency. Navadvare puredehi, naiva kurvan, karayan. Without doing anything, he doesn't do anything, nor does he make anyone do anything. So, in this manner, the wise man lives or dwells happily in the city called the body. So, body has become for him a city, no more the self. Everyone lives in the body, all right? But for ignorant person, the body is a self. And therefore, where are you sitting? I am sitting on the asana, he says. Who is sitting on the asana? The body. But what does he think? He thinks that he is sitting. It is body that is walking and he thinks that he is walking. So that is the difference. That the wise man is very clear that the actions are performed by the body, by the senses, by the mind. And therefore, in spite of the actions being performed, he really does not perform them. So this is the vision. This is a very important thing that Vedanta provides us. This is a picture of freedom that is given to us. As we say, Freedom need not be understood here because he is not doing something. That's not what freedom is. But he is no burden of doing. The idea is, in spite of actions being performed, there is no burden at all. Can you imagine that when all lots of actions are being performed, the person declares that I don't perform any action, meaning there is no burden of performing action at all. Various experiences are being gained constantly and still he says, I don't experience anything, meaning that there is no burden or no reaction towards his experiences at all. So there is a freedom, freedom from every form of reaction, which disturbs the mind, disturbs the serenity of the mind. One who enjoys the serenity, because the serenity cannot be disturbed. Our serenity is disturbed because there is a burden that I am doing something or I have to do this. Or the serenity is disturbed because of the reaction towards the result of an action, which may be either pleasant or unpleasant, both of which disturb the serenity of my mind. This one is ever undisturbed, meaning ever abiding in that serenity. And that is what is meant by freedom. So freedom from action is not freedom from doing things. Freedom from action means freedom from the burden that action normally creates. And freedom from experience is not freedom from real experiencing in that sense. But then wise man also enjoys life. You give him good food, he enjoys it. Or whatever good, bad or indifferent, he enjoys anything and everything. So he also appears to enjoy everything. But that enjoyment does not create any taint on him, meaning he doesn't want to hold on to any enjoyment. Or he doesn't want to avoid anything. There is no, not even the slightest conflict or slightest struggle. One is totally spontaneous or in harmony with the situation. So this is really the description of spontaneity. This is the description of harmony. What is meant by harmony or spontaneity is being described with reference to actions and experiences. So a wise man is the one who is, is spontaneous or effortlessly in harmony. And that is the description here. <coughs> okay. Om Purnamada 
ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಂಕರಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವ ಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇದಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದ ವಿಭಾಗಿನೇ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಹರಿ ಓ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓ